Welcome to Productive Flow, where we answer the eternal question, why can't I get myself to do the things I know I should be doing? Here's the secret I've found. Productivity is rooted in emotion. True productivity and success come only when we heal the emotions driving our behaviors and remove all those internal roadblocks. I'm your host, Angela Kristen Taylor. I'm an entrepreneur, writer, speaker, and I've been right where you are. I've asked myself that same question a thousand times, and it only took me 20 years to figure out the answer. In each episode, we'll go deep into the emotional roadblocks and a brand new integrative approach that I call Productive Flow, bringing together your emotion, your energy, your time, and your focus to help you create natural productive flow and achieve higher levels of success in business and in life. Now, let's jump in. Well, hello, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us for another episode of Productive Flow. And today I have Willow Bradner here, and she is absolutely amazing. I connected with her on Facebook, and I am just so blown away by what she does and very excited about this conversation that we are about to have. And I hope you are too. So Willow, why don't you introduce yourself to everybody and we'll just kind of take it from there. Hi, everybody. I'm so pumped to be here, Angela. Thank you for the invitation. Um, So my name is Willow Bradner, and I am an accidental psychic. And what that means is nobody should decide to be this, frankly. Um, Mm -hmm. Psychic is something that accidentally showed up in my 13th year of doing hair. Mm -hmm. So I had been a professional hairdresser, owned a hair salon, was successful by all means. Like when we talk about six figure incomes and how much money you make, et cetera, I had hit that mark back in like 20, not, uh, 2009 ish yeah. around then. And that's so, pretty amazing for hairdressers. For and, and, and hairdressers make a remarkable amount of money. Really? I had no idea. do not know. <laughs> I had a girl in one of the years that I was doing hair, I had a girl sit down and she literally looks at me and she goes, so you must like really like what you do because like you didn't get a degree. So you can't possibly make that much money. And I laughed on the inside because I love the voice you just used, right? Because that was her (laughs) voice. But I laughed at her at that very moment because I was like, girl, you have no idea. I never got student loans, never Mm -hmm. went into debt for my education and found a way to create a really remarkable business. At that point that she said that to me, I owned my own house. I like was single and owning my own house. It wasn't because somebody else had come into my life, but I had created abundance and income all on my own and understood what it was to scale and model a business. Mm -hmm. So Somewhere in my, uh, I guess it was like probably uh, 13th year, I started to notice that my clientele was shifting Mm -hmm. and that I had not just proverbial lines around the block, but actual people showing up in between hair appointments, calling me on the phone, coming to my house on the weekends to ask me advice, quote unquote advice. Okay. And what was so funny is I just legit thought I was so smart. And that's why people were like, for sure, asking me for advice. It was like, I was just narcissistic enough to believe that I could be that intelligent. And people would say to me like, oh my God, girl, the last time you did my hair, you said this about my husband and you were so spot on, or you totally pointed me in the right direction of my career. That was so amazing. You were right that I was going to get a raise. And so they were like validating things, but the 
irony was I didn't completely remember what I had said to them. I didn't completely know that I had served or helped them in that capacity. Sure. And it wasn't until really my wedding night that everything changed. And so my husband and I got married in the morning, Uh drank copious amounts of alcohol throughout the day. And then everybody left and it was just my parents and myself and my husband Mm -hmm. hanging around a little fire out back. Mm -hmm. And my body took a shift Mm -hmm. and my voice changed octave. And my dad looks at me and he goes, I think you're channeling my dad. And it was like invitation right at that moment that all the dead people came to the wedding, if you will. Um, so it was my, my father's late dad, who I had um, never met. And yeah. then my husband's mother tries coming in. And my husband, who's been married to me, no joke, eight hours at this moment, yeah. stands up and he's like, whoa, I didn't sign up for a girl who speaks to dead people. I'm yeah. going to go to bed. And so I stay up with my parents instead of going to my matrimonial bed. I stay uh-huh. with my parents and we play with this brave new channel. Yeah. And I speak to my late grandfather. And that was the yeah. day that the mediumship was born. Wow. It took a while because again, back to hairdresser, successful yeah. hairdresser, have no intention of changing my business and becoming yeah. psychic. Yeah. How scary would that be? Yeah. So it took years for me before I kind of came out of that proverbial closet. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's, Interesting that you, you know, you refer to that as like coming out of the closet because I feel like, you know, there's, there's so many people that have these parts of themselves, right? Whether it's a, a, a spiritual side of themselves or, you know, something that they just feel like this is not going to be accepted by the general public. Or this is going to be something that people think I'm weird or I'm different. And so they kind of just put that side of themselves away and lock it up and say, I'm not going to show this, right? And so just as you and I were talking about kind of pre-show that, you know, this is something that I've experienced as well, where I just didn't feel free to speak about these things, to... um you know, make this part of my everyday. And I remember I was at ResFest. So this was a um, property management uh, conference for the real estate industry. And um, I think, I don't remember if it was short-term rental or not, but no, I think that was Verma. So whatever, but it was, it was a real estate industry trade show out in Las Vegas. And I was there and I was there to speak. And so they wanted an intro that had just some random thing in it that most people don't know about you. And I was like, oh, I read tarot cards. (laughs) I don't know if you want to put that in there. They're like, sure, why not? And when they said that, as they were introducing me, everybody got quiet. Mm. And then while I was standing up and speaking, they were talking amongst themselves, looking in other directions, staring at their phone. It was like they had already written me off. And that's when I was like, yeah, maybe I shouldn't really talk about this. Maybe this is something I don't say, you know, but I mean, I've I've had the same experiences, like what you're saying, where um, when it was safe, right, when I was with somebody that I knew had experienced similar things or had been through the same or believed in that. And I felt like, Oh, this is okay to talk about. Right. So I knew it was okay to talk about with my mom. And I knew that, um, I had a neighbor 
and lived a few doors down for me in our little cul-de-sac. And um, it was safe to talk about with her. And I remember this one time we were walking through her house and she was showing me, she was an artist and she was showing me different things she had painted and like a mural she did in her daughter's room and things. And I'm like, do you know a woman? She's like, <laughs> I started describing her. I'm like, she's wearing like this green flowered muumu kind of thing. She's totally following us around the house. And she goes, what? And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. Should I not have said that? And she goes, no, like, hang on a second. She took me into her bedroom. She opens up a photo album and she should, she goes, this lady? And I said, yeah. She goes, oh no, that's my mother-in-law. She is not allowed in here. <laughs> she needs to go. She is not following us around the house. Oh my gosh. I love that. I yeah. Love that. And it was just that kind of experience, you know, where it was like, all of a sudden I realized that there was stuff out there that I could tune into that other people weren't seeing that other people weren't paying attention to, but yet I still closeted that away and didn't talk about it. Didn't speak about it. So tell me more about how you made that transition and, and really how your husband responded to this over time, because like you said, his first reaction was like, Whoa, I did not sign up for this. Yeah, (laughs) What happened there? Yeah. And bless his sweet little heart. I mean, it, it, I think his reaction to it is the right reaction to this sort of transformation. Mm -hmm. Um, he had grown up in a, in a very religious household. And I Mm -hmm. understand that a lot of people's reaction is twofold. One, it's, based on our society's version of, of intuition and psychic, we have mm. decided that it is either against religion or has some sort of negative connotation to it. And, sure. or you're going to show up with a crystal ball and be mm. a super wackadoodle. And yeah. then I came in with the name of Willow. My parents legit named me Willow. Mm-hmm. Pre-Willow Smith, pre-Willow being a cool name, right? Like I... <laughs> When I used to apply for jobs, I used to put my middle name Ray on the resume because mm. people had assumptions about the name Willow. They assumed yeah. I was going to show up with dreadlocks and smell like pot. So yeah. you add then psychic to it. And there was that, again, as you said earlier, that weird thing. Yeah, I was already quote unquote eccentric. I was already mm. quote unquote, not normal. I already wasn't a fitter inner. Yeah. And so to become a psychic and just go that step further and essentially in my mind, confirm Mm -hmm. to everybody that I was absolutely different and strange was a a huge fear of mine. And it took a lot of energy. It took from the minute I was married to the minute I finally quit doing hair Mm -hmm. was almost another seven years, almost another seven years to really give up the hair, to take up the psychic and to trust myself that I could a do this thing and be people weren't going to throw rocks at me or hang me out or, or see me as um, completely strange. And that's not Mm -hmm. to say that I don't still walk into certain arenas and there are still certain people where I immediately read the energy and say, I'm a life coach. I'm a life coach. That's what I do for a living. Um, But usually (laughs) I can stay in a big room of people. I'm a a psychic and I recognize that that may not, and and I apologize for people. I'm sort of apologetic as I say what I am. Yeah. I know that might be weird for you, but that's what I'm able to do. And then it gives them an invitation 
to get over their shock and to begin to ask questions as well. If I am immediately the first one to say, I recognize that it's weird and it might funk you out and here to answer any questions if you have them. Yeah. So I think that's what made it easier to come out of the proverbial closet for it is learning yeah. how to adjust my vibes for other people. Mm-hmm. And as well, and I, 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 I often wonder if this is how our LGBTQ community feels. Sure. Yeah. Our black community feels and yes. that they have to be the apologizer for yes people's reactions or adjusting their energy around the group that they're in. So it's like you're walking in and and this is totally a psychic thing, whether people think they are or not, this is that same experience is that you're walking in, you're reading the energy of the room and then you're saying to yourself, okay. And that that's the part that I refer to as psychic, but (laughs) you're reading the energy of the room and tuning into it and saying, ah, okay, I see what I need to do here. And so you're adjusting how you're presenting yourself, your energy, your frequency, everything. And then you're walking into that room, going in as someone you feel is going to be accepted by the group versus someone that's going to be pushed away by the group, right? I had a dream and I think this will will hit for some of your entrepreneurs out there because I think what entrepreneurship is, is different. I mean, it's obviously different than being a career personality than being an employee of somebody. And it's not to say that being an employee isn't a wonderful career option for Mm -hmm. some people. But what I feel like entrepreneurs do is we essentially say we never fit in anybody else's box. So we're making our own. Mm -hmm. And I feel like in entrepreneurship, the number one vibe is trust. The number yes. one vibe is owning your your energy, your mm-hmm. vibes, trusting that your weird vision, your idea, your individualism, your uniqueness has a place yeah. in the world. And then yes. trusting that it doesn't have to fit in. And I think that's where nice. with entrepreneurship, we we have this balance of like, I'm so different and I have a thing to, I wish I could fit in. Yeah, because society has built a box wherein we really want everybody fitting in over here on the right hand mm-hmm. side. Yeah, and entrepreneurs are like, but I'm really, I'm really to the left of this idea. Yeah, Shit. and we're constantly <laughs> trying to balance between the fitting in and the not fitting in. It's weird. Yes. So I yes. had a dream years ago that that exemplifies this and really kind of speaks to it. I I was, I don't know, probably four or five years into mm-hmm. the psychic process, into still doing hair, but but moving and developing into psychic officially. And I wake up in the middle of the night and I'm not kidding you when I say there was an angel seriously sitting on my chest. Mm -hmm. And I still think that sounds weird as I tell the story, but this angel sitting on my chest and she kind of goes into my forehead and she shows me this imagery, this picture. Mm -hmm. And what she shows me is an entire society of people whose wings used to be way out like a bird that have been clipped, dismantled, shifted in, and and just broken. See, that totally makes sense to me. Totally totally. makes sense to me. Mm -hmm. And that we're all basically like these clipped versions of ourselves. So to speak to the hiding who we really are, not Mm -hmm. showing people all the aspects of Mm ourselves, making it so that we fit in 
and we don't say tarot card reader on yeah. our resume. Yeah. Yeah. We don't <laughs> share with people that we have an in- intuitive ability to do yes. certain things, or mm-hmm. we sing really loud in the shower, or we love to dress in vibrant clothes, but instead yeah. when we're doing our job, we dress in black and gray. Yeah. Whatever it is that we're mm-hmm. tying ourselves up to fit into the proverbial box while yes. also trying to be individuals yeah. is that version of our wings clipped. Yeah. And so the angel really showed me what it would be like if we were to expand out, mm-hmm. we would no longer fit in the doorway, yeah. but that we would feel freedom, that mm-hmm. we would feel the expansiveness of our potential. Yeah. And so when I speak to entrepreneurs from that perspective, it's like, where are you clipping back? Where are yeah. you trying to fit in instead of trusting in your wingspan and trusting yes. in your energy. And I think intuitively we will be frankly more successful mm-hmm. when we stop trying to be what other people assume we should be and 100%. start developing energetically into yes. who we genuinely are. Yes. And what I notice is businesses flourish so mm-hmm. much faster so much quicker mm-hmm. when people stop trying to fit and start trusting in themselves and their energy. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. And it's interesting because, um, gosh, like so much is just flooding in my head right yeah. now after what you were just saying, <laughs> like all these competing thoughts going all these different directions. Um, so what's interesting is, you know, I've seen that evolution, uh, I've seen it in myself. I've seen it in my clients over the years. And I'm I'm actually watching this live mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. my my son who is 22. Mm-hmm. And so he's in this space where he is um he the friends that he has in his circle where he overgives to mm-hmm. because he sees like this is my only sense of value is in what I give to people. And then he's finding that people are like, oh, but I don't like that. And it makes them uncomfortable. And then they don't want to be around him anymore. And then he's feeling lost and abandoned and like, you know, he's too much for people and all of that. And what that does is it it gives us this feeling of we have to make ourselves smaller to fit into what other people want us to be, right? Mm-hmm. And so I see this and I see where he's where he's going with this and I'm like, "Oh, but wait. Like this is the path of the entrepreneur. This is what we do." right? Because I did the same thing. I grew up being told I was too much or I was not enough or so it was like I never fit into whatever box was presented in front of me and I'd always try to work myself in there and couldn't. And was always told that I was not that. And what's interesting is one of the things that I do with um, the people in our in our essentials program is we talk about how the fact that we don't fit into all these other tribes that we see in front of us is because we're meant to stand up and create our own. And that all these other people who are feeling like they don't fit, they find a space to fit where we are, you know, and then there's, well, I'm sorry, the go ahead. Super, well, <laughs> I just want to say it's the superpower of the entrepreneur is yes. not fitting. Yes. The superpower of the entrepreneur is not fitting in. And it's yes. when we try to fit in that we are clipping our superpower. Exactly. 
Exactly. Yeah. And so the other side of this, which is, is interesting, and I'm going to go deep woo with this. Um, so those of you listening, if you're like, uh, la, 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 go ahead. <laughs> We're going to deep woo right now. Um, is that when I started digging into Akashic Rector records, past lives and things like this, um, that everything that came up for me was spaces of being in owning all of that, owning that, that largeness, owning that, um, sense of intuition and guidance and wisdom and being somehow called out and punished for it. And that that happened repeatedly over and over and over again, so that it always resulted in some form of negativity. And I think, you know, we have so many people in this, in this world today who are coming in and saying, I'm here to open my wings and be at my full wingspan and just expand. And I'm going to collect all these other people with me who also want to expand their wings. And we're going to do this together. And we're here and we're standing up and we're leading and we're guiding other people, especially, especially women in yeah. doing that. Right. Yeah. And I think that's part of our collective right now is that we're coming in and, and women are standing up and they're saying, no, like, this is who I am in my fullness. Right. One of the things that started happening in 2020 around the pandemic timeframe, but as well, even more so this year. So one of the connections that I have when I do readings is I connect with your guides, your angels, ancestors, which are Mm -hmm. different than your lost loved ones, Yes, but your Mm -hmm. ancestors and the ancestors have been coming in since 2020 doing energy clearing. Mm -hmm. And so to speak to the Akashic and to speak to even our ancestry, Mm -hmm. what the energy has been saying to me, and especially in 2022 is we are in 2022. Mm-hmm. We're in 2022. If you are still marred and wrapped in 1950, if mm-hmm. you are still marred and wrapped in 1800s, if you mm-hmm. are still marred and wrapped in energy that is even your mother's energy, mm-hmm. you are not going to be able to be the creator that you want to be in 2022. Yeah. If you are shitting on yourself, if you are yes. still mm-hmm. buying into obligatory energies, if you are still playing, even in the not good enough story, that by yeah. the way, the not good enough story is how they are selling to us. It yeah. is, and by they, I mean three thousand parts of marketing a day that all tell you you're not good enough without a skin yeah. cream. You're not mm-hmm. good enough unless you buy a certain book. The entire yeah. self development industry, an eleven billion dollar industry, mm-hmm. is all about making sure that you actually never get healed. Because mm-hmm. if you got healed by using the self development you mm-hmm. want to name self-development and they right. wouldn't make any money. Okay. Yes. So like all the marketing is marketing to the not good enough story. And it's a way of controlling you. It's a way yeah. of contriving you. And it's a way of making you feel like you can't be who you want to be. And yeah. the energies, the ancestors energies are screaming bloody murder at us. Mm-hmm. Saying like girls, even boys, like yes. fucking cut it off. Mm-hmm. It's old yeah. news. It's old news. Yes. And it's not going to serve you anymore. It's right. Whatever that noise is, it's not true. And we need to work with the ego and really every day tell the ego, I'm not jumping off a cliff without a parachute. Mm-mm. It doesn't matter if people like me the way that you think that I need to be like, I have people that love me mm-hmm. and that is enough in and of itself. 
I'm not here to make the whole world happy. I'm here to do the thing I came here to create. I'm here to be a creator. I'm here to be of service. I'm here to participate in this really big way. Mm -hmm. And that ancestor energy must be cut off and removed. Want to learn more about productive flow and connect with other business owners and salespeople on the same journey? Then go join our free Facebook group at ProductiveFlowGroup.com. It's free, and you'll also get access to special content and resources. See you inside the group. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's, it's interesting. I, um, I, I had her on my podcast um, a couple of episodes back. Um, her name's Aspen Robinson, and she's an emotion code practitioner. And she is all about clearing out all that energy, especially ancestrally, right? And so I reached out to her because I felt so much anxiety around um, sense of betrayal. Um, I had this weird thing around poisoning, like literally, like if I left my water out somewhere or um, my food and walked away and I, I couldn't touch it. I was like, so freaked out about it. And I was like, where did this come from? Like, this is really weird. <laughs> Why am I doing this? You know, this is weird anxiety around it. And, um, my husband got really into the, um, um, ancestry.com, you know, mm-hmm. and he sent in the thing for his DNA and, and figuring out like what he had and who's he, who he's connected to and all this stuff. And, um, I had always known quite a bit about my mother's ancestral down her mother's side. So my mother's mother's side, um, because there's a two volume book set on my mother's family because they're like the Harknesses and the Flaglers and, you know, people of repute in um, America that there's been documentation. I didn't know anything about her father's side. I knew that he was a chef and he was pretty well renowned in his time frame, but I didn't know anything beyond that. And so when we started doing the ancestry DNA, we started going backwards, um, actually found out that through her father, that I'm actually related to the Royal families of Scotland, England, and France. And like Robert, the Bruce was like my 24th great grandfather or something, you know, (laughs) Scotland. It was just like, wait, what? And so, and then I was like, okay, maybe this makes sense as to why there's so much fear around betrayal and poisoning and things like this. And so I went and talked to Aspen about it. I was like, what do you think about this? She's like, let's clear it. And just clearing all of that stuff and having a few sessions working with her that I actually started feeling better. And all of that anxiety just went away. And so I don't, I don't have that anymore, you know, and, and it did clear this, this feeling of having to go into this, this space of fitting in and being accepted instead of just saying, I can be myself and the people who aren't accepting me, guess what? Those aren't my people. Those are not the people who are going to buy my programs. Those are not the people who are interested in listening to my podcast. Like those are not my people. But there are people out there who are my people, and those are the ones I need to speak to. Therefore, I have to stand in a hundred percent of who I am. Yeah. Because that makes it so that I'm strong and brave enough to stand up and say, Hey, you can do it too. Well, let's speak to that even on a business perspective, because Mm -hmm. how many of us have heard you need to niche? Yes. I mean, I feel like the niche thing. (laughs) 
it makes me crazy and it makes me scream out loud the niche thing. And yeah. and I get it. I understand we're only mm-hmm. speaking to a certain population. We cannot speak to everybody. Sure. We can mm-hmm. only speak to a certain population of people. Yeah. But what if the niche is mm-hmm. I am speaking my vibration? Yes. And those who vibrate with me will find me. Yes. What if we do not need to necessarily be like, and they read this magazine and they listen to this podcast mm-hmm. and they're like shopping at this store. Like what mm-hmm. if we don't have yeah. to break it down into like this really specific thing? Like mm-hmm. when I speak to my marketing team and they're like, okay, who are we speaking to? I'm like, anybody who's not afraid of the word psychic. <laughs> I guess if I were just a, a cook, like if I were maybe more typical, if I were mm-hmm. a coach of business, I still though, I think mm-hmm. would have a vibration. Like you're saying, yeah. the vibration is I'm a coach, but also I'm of the woo. And I'm yes. going to really want to develop people's intuition and trust mm-hmm. in themselves to become and create who and what they're going to be bring into the world. Yes. I'm going to help them birth it, but we're going to use some woo to do so. Yes. And I think that that in and of itself is the quote unquote niche. Yeah. And the more we're honest with ourselves and the more of ourselves we let out. And again, not in a narcissistic way where we're talking yeah. about ourselves, but in a way where our vibes are out there and yes. we're wearing it hundred percent. That becomes the market that becomes yes. the niche that becomes the, who we're calling in. Mm-hmm. It's not a necessarily like, Again, let's not have to worry about creating our avatar for who we're mm-hmm. who we're speaking to, but rather our vibe. What is our vibe? Yeah. Because yeah. that is the siren that calls to the people. A hundred percent. And you know, I was um, I went through this whole rebrand process last year, and one of the things, one of the exercises that my my branding coach had me go through was understanding specific words and and writing down specific words that represented who I am and what I'm putting out in the world. And, you know, I did this in a group. So a lot of them were coming together and they, a lot of them had similar words to each other. And I remembered one of the words that I used was whimsy. Mm -hmm. And that for me, it's just because I want to be free and I want to play and I want my life to have so much play inside of it. And I want to always look at life from that whimsical perspective. I want to see the magic Sorry. in the world. I'm still not sure about that. My watch says she's not <laughs> sure about that. <laughs> she's not your audience. She's, she's not, not your my audience. audience. No, no, Siri. <laughs> Siri is not my audience. Uh, <laughs> but I loved that, that word. Because I felt like that word had a vibe. It does. You know, it's like it has a vibe to it. And that that spoke to the people I wanted to attract. It spoke to me about who they were and also told me more about a side of myself that I wanted to show to the world that I felt like I hadn't because I was trying to be professional all the time. You know, right. and, and I, I loved that exercise because it wasn't about finding this, this niche, right. And, and identifying like, who is this person, but it's identifying a frequency, a vibration and yeah. saying, this is the match to the work that I'm doing. This is what I'm doing out in the world. And these are the people that I'm serving. Right. 
Well, and I think it's interesting in that as well is like, usually the businesses that we're creating, let's just Mm -hmm. be really honest, usually the businesses we're creating are the solutions that we're looking for. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. We're usually creating a solution. So we are Mm -hmm. usually the avatar. Oh, and 100%. so if we are not ourselves, yeah. if we are trying to be for other people, what we are not for ourselves, mm-hmm. if we are not completely honest about who we are, then how the do we think we can bring in other people? But see, you know what that, I mean? yes, but that is the aha moment for so yeah. many entrepreneurs yeah. is realizing what exactly is holding them back. Yeah. Because when they uncover that, Yes. And they they heal that side of themselves. Yes. That's when they really fully understand what they're here to give to the world, yes. because it's 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 that healing, right? Because right. so many of us that are standing in entrepreneurship today, it's like we are the archetype of the wounded healer, right? Yes. That's who we are. We've healed right. something in ourselves, and then we're putting that out in the world and helping right. others heal that same thing. Right. I, I that's what I do with productivity, right? Yeah. Yeah. And and it's always been about. I was a disaster. I was a mess. My life was chaos. I couldn't put it all together. I couldn't balance. I was missing appointments. Everything in my life was a disaster. And then I had to look deep inside to figure out why and then fix that. And then I started helping other people fix it, realizing it wasn't time management. It wasn't life hacks. You know, it wasn't any of that. It was like something happened back here that you're not paying attention to. And it has a lot to do with uh-huh. how you feel about yourself and how you think others perceive you. And yeah. that's what's causing the problem. That's why you're distracted, right? And that's why you're procrastinating. And it does feed into this standing in your own power and being fully yourself. Yes. Well, yeah. and to speak to that on productivity, I want to just say the other aspect is, and I, I resonate, I'm a quote unquote disaster <laughs> the difference though is I accept it. Mm-hmm. I own that mm-hmm. I am never going to fold my clothes and put them in the drawer. Mm-hmm. I am yeah. always going to huck them in a drawer and I'm okay yep. with that. Mm-hmm. So my healing is being just okay with the way that things look 100%. on that part. Yes. And what I cannot do, I hire out because yep. I do mm-hmm. not have to do all the things in my exactly. business. And exactly. I think that's another big aha as we yep. had met on Facebook, we met because uh, you and I both joined Marie Forleo's B-School. Mm-hmm. And my experience in that was accidentally, honestly, finding myself uh, kind of being gaslit into this idea that I had to do. Again, it goes back to the, mm-hmm. do you trust yourself or other people? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I sort of got gaslit in the online industry mm-hmm. and it was early on and it was very yeah. shiny and it was very cool and mm-hmm. everybody was doing it. And so I got really pushed yeah. into this idea that was not actually a fit for my business. It was not actually a fit yeah. for myself. A lot of good came out of it because mm-hmm. it really helped me to go into self-development. Mm-hmm. But as I look at existing businesses today, as I look at successful businesses that I admire today, what I notice is they all have a team. Mm-hmm. They oh, all yeah. have a team. They yeah. they didn't try to learn all the pieces of their business. 
Yep. They recognized and realized what they were good at, best at, and yeah. then hired out what they were not successful at. That's what I do. And they didn't take an online course for it. Yep. They just decided, <laughs> okay, I need somebody to market or I need somebody to sell or I need mm-hmm. somebody to do these things. And that is an yeah. investment in your business and yourself exactly. that is different than having to learn every piece of your business. Yeah. And that too comes in with trust. And again, mm-hmm. I don't know if I'd be the person that I am today if I hadn't gone down the shiny object rabbit hole of Mm B-School and all the different online courses that then ensued and followed that. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I would have been so keen to do all the self-development work had I not fallen down that rabbit hole. So I give it credit for that. Mm -hmm. But if I may say to an early entrepreneur, if I may say to somebody Mm -hmm. who is just coming up and considering who they want to be when they grow up, it is $100,000 to start a business. And it's not mm-hmm. because the business itself costs $100,000 to get started. It's because it'll cost you that much in coaches, psychologists, therapists. Like It'll cost you that in mistakes. Yep. It'll cost you that in, <laughs> in learning who you are, what you want to be when you grow up and how to build out this thing. Yeah. Because when you have created something, whether it be a t-shirt, a candle, mm-hmm. a coaching program, whatever it is, yeah. what we're really saying to the world when we put it out there is not, I'm an accidental psychic, mm-hmm. but do you like me? And will mm-hmm. you like me when I tell you what I do and I try to sell you this thing? And will you yes. like my thing by proxy? Do you like me? Yes. And that's a form of acceptance. It is. And that psychology is going to follow you from the minute you make something Mm -hmm. to the minute you sell something. And so many of us won't sell the thing because we're afraid of the rejection or we're afraid of the success. And from that perspective, I think it's so exciting to just be an entrepreneur, but to be realistic and say, you're going to go through some things. And it's going to be the, you're going to come out the best version of yourself. Yeah. But to be successful, you're going to go through some things. Yeah. And it's going to be messy. It's going to be messy. So messy. (laughs) But when you have those ahas, if you work with Angela Mm -hmm. and you get to have those productivity ahas and you get to uncover that stuff, you are going to be more successful. And it's if you don't uncover that stuff, if you don't let your own rabbit out of the hat, if you don't let the magic come out of you, you you won't get to the level of success I know you're capable of. And and that's that's the thing is that it is about going back to what you said about kind of that ideal client, that niche, right? Mm -hmm. Is that it is standing fully in your own power, being brave, being courageous and saying, this is all of who I am. Like me or not, this is who I am. And when we do that, then we're able to attract those people who say, oh my God, I love you. Like, I just want to be all in anything you're doing because you're amazing. I love what you're doing. I love what you've done. I want to do what you did. And, and so they, they are totally attracted to everything you're doing and they want to be there. And, and ultimately those are the people that you're here to serve. But when we don't stand up and we do lock part of ourselves away in the closet, then we're not being fully ourselves. So it's not possible to attract those people who really want what we have because we aren't showing it to them. Yeah. You know, we're showing them what we thought the world wanted us to show. Exactly. And that's not what they want. No, what they want. <laughs> yeah. So then we're sitting here going, well, here are my people. I don't understand. Uh, like uh, just for an example, I legit after Marie Forleo, I legit like made an online course. When mm-hmm. I started B-School, I wanted to write a book and be 
a full-time speaker. Yeah. Somehow I ended up creating an online business. Mm -hmm. You guys are welcome to go find it. Willowbradner.com. It's fine. (laughs) It's probably great. It might be a masterpiece. I don't know. It's not who I am. And Mm. it is a direct reflection of what I thought I was supposed to do to create an avid, exciting list of emails, I guess, Mm -hmm. so that somebody would one day publish me. And instead what it did was it set me so far off course Mm -hmm. of speaking and writing a book. Yeah. You know, so where are you at with that today? Today, I have a marketing team and I speak full time and I see clients still one-to-one on a psychic level. Um, And I'm uh, chapter four of the book almost. So that's exciting. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. So, but it took a minute to come back to it. It took a minute to become who I was going to be. I mean, again, from hairdresser to Mm -hmm. psychic took a hot minute. And then from psychic to not owning an online business, that was so not what I thought I was going to do anyways, to trusting that I, a psychic could be booked and put on stages, by the way, that's a big deal too. Mm -hmm. So many people told me not to use the psychic word. So many people were telling me you can't book out in corporate corporates, never going to hire you. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they do. And sometimes they don't, Mm -hmm. but again, who I am is who they're going to hire, not who I think they need me to be. Exactly. Exactly. So now one of the things that, that you do that I think is super fun is uh-huh. wine and woo. Uh-huh. Tell us yes. about that. So the wine and woo is my signature, um, sort of event. Mm-hmm. Uh, so people can hire me a- around the globe and I will fly wherever to do a wine and woo. But essentially what it is, is you can invite upwards of a hundred people or more if you'd like, and you put your name in the hat and I do psychic readings live from the stage. And what's remarkable is not only does my energy adjust to every individual in front mm-hmm. of me, as I'm speaking to them, I'm able mm-hmm. to read both your angels, your guides have messages regarding your career, your life, your loved ones, your children, Mm -hmm. whatever it is that's in your curiosity that you want answers to. But as well, I do have the mediumship ability. Mm -hmm. I'm a little not resistance to the mediumship, but my job, the way that I have found love and passion with what I do Mm -hmm. is I'm here to show you your potential. I'm here to help you find really clear direction in your life. And while our loved ones are on our team and Mm want to be the best cheerleaders they can be for us, they may not be experts in the field or the arena that you're interested in learning about. And so the the medium piece is there to give you comfort. It's there to help you with your grief, but it is not there to answer your questions. From my perspective, now I agree with that. Who maybe have that, but it's not the way that I've ever worked. Dial up for the dead is not of interest to me, but I'm really interested in making sure that you get what you want out of reading. Siri gave you approval on that. She said, "Okay, good, thanks, Siri." (laughs) (laughs) My watch is just on fire today. It's hilarious. (laughs) So the wine and woo is just like a super fun event, and I. As far as a psychic goes, I'm not interested in a deep, dark, intellectual version of spiritualism. Mm -hmm. I'm very much the bridge and the person who's here to help people who are interested, but maybe don't know a ton about it. Mm -hmm. I'm interested in holding hands and helping people bridge that gap from the layman to the spiritual side of things and, and not overachieving or overarching or making people feel like 
icky about it. You know, like yeah. I feel like it needs to be fun and it needs to be humorous yeah. and it needs to be light and fluffy. And that's how I introduce people to. Yeah. Like it. No, I think that that's awesome. And I think a lot of people it need that, right? Like, it, yeah. like we were saying before, it's like, there's this uh, collectively, like we're shifting and yeah. we're shifting into this new space of, of kind of owning our power. And I think that with that, comes a sense of being open and trusting your intuition and what's coming through. And so because there's been this misunderstanding, I think collectively of what it it means to be psychic, intuitive, any of that, um, to be able to tune into guidance from this other side, right? Mm -hmm. That introducing it in the way that you're describing Mm -hmm. makes it a bridgeable gap. Yeah. It makes it something where people can say, oh, oh, okay. I feel good about this. This feels yeah. good. I like this. I feel connected to this. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it opens the door for them to explore more. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that that is just so, so needed right now as people are shifting and, and becoming more open to that. Okay. So I think that, that that's amazing. So, um, a couple of things here. So, um, Oh, again, with all the things popping into my head at once. (laughs) Okay. So one is if someone wants to book you for a wine and woo or learn more about what you do or have that one-to-one with you, how do they do that? Yeah. So my name is Willow Bradner. Makes it really easy to go look for me online. So willowbradner.com. Um, and you can get a free masterclass when you sign in and, or you can book me for a one-to-one or we do a little 30 minute call to see about a wine and mood pricing, et cetera, to see what state you're in, what country you're in, and just getting that right. Um, if you are in the Denver, Colorado area, I do live events regularly in Denver, Colorado, as well as Salida, Colorado. So you can always come to a live wine and move in my state. Uh, and then, yeah, just feel free as well, just to reach out. If you have any questions or considerations, feel free to just hit that contact button and ask questions. I'm always open to that. And you can find me on, of course, Facebook and Instagram and TikTok and all the socials. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Awesome. Okay, great. And then is there any kind of, I guess, parting message for our, our audience? Yeah, guys, I think, I mean, I feel like we've really laid some pretty massive Mm. track to this idea of trusting yourself today. Um, But I think really, again, at the end of the day, what entrepreneurship is, is it's in my estimation, it is the highest, most enlightened level that a person can get to in this world today in truly creating a self-development plan for themselves. If you are going into business for yourself, if you are an entrepreneur, you are already the biggest fucking badass there ever (laughs) was on the whole planet. You've already crisscrossed over some serious lines. And for that, I applaud you. And then I just simply ask that you dig in this much deeper, just a teeny bit deeper and trust yourself, trust your personal vibe and go all in on it. Yeah. Thank you. I love that. Yeah. Uh, Well, thank you, Willow. I appreciate you being here. Thank Thank you so much. You've given us so much to think about and just open the door to the trust, allow yourself to be who you really are. And, you know, no more wings clipped. 
we are going to spread them far and wide and allow ourselves to be as big and bold as we are here to be. So thank you so much, everybody. Until next time. Thanks for listening. And especially thank you for sharing the show and leaving a review on iTunes. Every time you share the show, you are potentially changing someone's life. Want to learn more about Productive Flow and connect with other business owners and salespeople on the same journey? Then go join our free Facebook group at ProductiveFlowGroup.com. It's free and you'll also get access to special content and resources. Now, stay tuned for the next episode of Productive Flow.